Let's be real. When you can't control where you live, when your spouse is home, or what the future holds, you can start to feel powerless. The Voluntold Lifestyle is a beast all on its own, but we're going to rock it together. Let's find our voice and power by focusing on the things that we can control, starting with ourselves. Voluntold is all about relationships, parenting, health, and career life, and being our best selves today. Someone else's choices do not define you. If this sounds like an obvious statement to make, then I'm with you. But if that's the case, then why when a kid throws a tantrum, do we consider ourselves to be a bad parent? Or why when said kid throws tantrum, does a passerby consider that parent's not doing a good enough job? Why when we get into an argument with our spouse or when they say something hurtful to us, do we think, I'm a bad husband or I'm a bad wife or my marriage is failing? Why then when a junior or less experienced coworker makes a poor decision, do we consider ourselves to be a bad leader? Why when a friend blows us off, do we think, did I do something wrong? Am I a bad friend? We have this amazingly terrible ability as humans to make a lot of things that have nothing to do with us about us. What if I said your toddler throwing a hot fit in the store right now might have absolutely nothing to do with you? What if I said your spouse's cold remark that really hurt your feelings may have nothing to do with you? Or what if your friend's recent ghost act has nothing to do with you? Now, if I said this about a perfect stranger, you'd probably agree without any hesitation. But when it comes to our close loved ones, we have a harder time accepting that idea. Your kids' meltdown or poor choices, your spouse's hurtful words, your friend's absence, your employer's attitude, they're all temptations for us to put ourselves somewhere in the equation of their choices. Yes, your kid or spouse or coworker might represent your influence in their life, but their actions are not directly tied to you. And yes, some trolls out there might roll their eyes and judge you, but you know what? When your kid's having that meltdown in the middle of the target and you're having a deal, you're doing great. And honestly, only God can judge. And he's not going to judge you because of your kid's choices. Someone else's choices do not define you, nor do they threaten your identity. And I'd even dare go as far as to say that your own choices do not define you. They reflect a part of who you are, yes. But what if after years of playing a sport, I decide to stop? Does that change who I am and what I value? No, it just merely changes my activities and a title I may have carried. In my own experience, I have learned that most times we feel threatened by other people's choices because we believe somehow it directly reflects poorly upon us. We make it about us. It ruins our reputation or, simply put, threatens our identity. So we feel the need to defend our own honor, and by doing so, we become defensive. We say things like, you know better, to your kids. Because really, isn't that statement simply defending the parent as being a proactive, good, teaching, knowledge parent, but they're disappointed that their kid didn't actually act upon the knowledge that they were given? So isn't that just a shame-filled statement? I mean, I'll admit, I still say it to my kids, but I found myself contemplating that that's even a damaging statement to make. The thing is, most of us do know better. We know better, but a mixture of 
emotions and thoughts and conditions can brew decisions that are less than best. And at some point, we have to give ourselves and others grace when poor decisions are made. Just the other day, our kids came in for dinner and they told us that one of the neighborhood kids said an inappropriate word. You know, the nickname for Richard. So my husband asked our daughter, well, did you tell that kid that that's not okay and he needs to apologize? She quickly and boldly said, no, I'm not his mother. You guys, internally, I was dying laughing. But externally, I kept my mom face intact. I was good. But I totally understood what she was saying. Yes, she was an older kid, so she could have facilitated teaching that younger kid a lesson. But that's not required of her, and it's not her fault he said that. And she's a growing child as well. But how many of us have ever put ourselves or been put in that position also? Being guilted or shamed for not having done something or intervening for somebody else's decisions. If you have conviction, then act upon it. And what I mean by that is, no, it's not your fault someone else made that choice, but if you have the ability and capabilities to take responsibility upon yourself and do something and take into action, then go for it. And even if that means in your parenting styles or techniques or if in your marriage or your work ethic, you have this conviction to improve, act on it. You see, but the difference is conviction and guilt. See, I was raised um, being held responsible for not only my own actions and choices, but my siblings also. And I think mentally that stayed with me during adulthood because when my family members said or did something hurtful or harmful, I made it my personal goal to fix it. If your child did something to another person, do you find yourself apologizing on their behalf? Or do you coach your child to apologize for themselves? If your spouse has a bad attitude or says something hurtful, do you think your marriage is failing and you need to do something to fix it right now? Or do you express your feelings and allow them to take responsibility for their words? It is not our job to fix anyone else's issues. So don't take it upon yourself to be the fixer so that your marriage or family or company can be viewed as good. Now, I'm saying this to you because it's something I have to say to myself regularly. Someone else's choices do not define me or my relationship with them. One of the biggest lessons I've learned is parenting as a separate person from my kids to identify that I am a facilitator for teaching lessons and their choices do not directly correlate to the standards and values that I'm teaching. And it's not going to help in the moment if I take their bad choices personally. Just because your kid made a poor decision doesn't make you a bad parent. And you can coach them through that, teach them how to take responsibility and apologize. We empower our kids through choices and allowing them to learn from, you know, consequences and rewards. But it doesn't mean that we're doing a bad job because they chose a bad choice. And the same, the same goes for work. Just because your boss or coworker snapped at somebody or had attitude or whatever doesn't mean that your team or your company is failing. And just because your spouse or maybe you said something hurtful or did something selfish, it doesn't label your marriage as failing. You are responsible for yourself and to take responsibility for when you do something that's less than best. But you are not responsible for anyone other than yourself. And we need to mentally and emotionally separate ourselves from other people's growth stage. What does that mean exactly? Well, I call it responsible independence. What does that look like? Well, 
It means that you hold yourself to your standards and expectations. And when you fall short, you take responsibility and own it. It means that you stop waiting for your spouse to change and you pursue your own growth independently now. And it means you give your kids choices and then you teach them along the way. And it means you give 100% at work and when necessary, maybe even mentor someone who's in need of meeting demands under pressure. But through all of that, you stay calm and firm in who you are and you give yourself and others grace. Their failures are not your failures. And in the same way, their successes are not your successes. You can't take full credit for that. Everyone is learning lessons, some quicker than others. Some might have to make the same mistake over and over and over again until they finally learn what not to do. It doesn't do you any favors to live in disappointment for someone else's choices. But notice I didn't say that you can't be disappointed, but if you are, then kings and queens of your households and your workplaces speak your thoughts and feelings on the matter in a loving way. You need to define some new expectations or boundaries? Go ahead, do it. Do that confidently and set those healthy boundaries, but do not live in disappointment of someone else's choices. If you live there, you're putting on the burden of someone else on you, and that might leave you feeling out of control or powerless or maybe even inadequate. And that can lead to bitterness and resentment towards the other person and maybe even towards your circumstances. We have to separate from comparing our journey of growth to someone else's. So you express your thoughts and feelings on the matter and then let it go. We're all dealing with that lie in our head that we've all heard at a very young age that we're not good enough. But if we give in to this lie of inadequacy, we might start to think that our efforts and our relationships and other areas of our life are failing and it's on us. So for me, I had to dissociate myself from other people's choices. If a family member started to yell and blame and, and be angry and say things that were unkind, I literally have to tell myself, this is their deal, not mine. This is their deal, not mine. In my head, this is what I'm saying. If let's say my son comes home from school and he's got a really bad attitude, just being really smart and disrespectful. Well, I can take it one of two ways. I can take it personally, right? And think, I didn't do anything to deserve this. You shouldn't be talking to me this way. This is disrespectful and start to defend my own honor, right? But by doing that, I kind of just made it all about myself. I made it about me. The other option is that I could take myself out of the equation and think, why did he come home like this? Why is he being so like temperamental and angry and defensive? And what happened today? That curiosity, that wanting to investigate can't really happen if we're solely fixated on ourselves and how it's affecting us or threatening our identity. I was watching this YouTube video and there was a couple in a poke shop holding hands and this lady behind them in line and she starts just trolling on them, just yelling at them um, for showing PDA. But it wasn't anything crazy. I want to say they kissed. It was totally G-rated. But she's yelling all these derogatory words towards the girl. And the couple and the employee at the shop were able to separate themselves emotionally, mentally. They didn't take it personally and start to defend themselves and yell back and all that. 
The employee knew his title, his role, his abilities, and he dealt with it effectively. He asked her to leave, and if she didn't, he was going to call the cops. But he could have. He could have chosen to get emotionally involved and start to defend himself for who he is. I've had similar situations at work. I I love my job. I'm a nurse. It's a very rewarding career. And most days, um, there's conflict, but nothing out of the ordinary. Most patients are just very pleasant and compliant people. And there are some rare occasions because of my job title that I do have to go and help with damage control. And I will walk into a room with a very angry, upset, disappointed family member. And I have been, you know, yelled at, cursed out, had someone like two inches from my face yelling at me. And in that moment, it's the same thing. This is their deal, not mine. This is their deal, not mine. Because if I get emotionally in there and I feel like he's yelling at me and threatening my identity as being a nurse and saying that I'm not good enough, well, then I'm going to want to defend myself, right? I'm going to want to say things back to say that, hey, I wasn't even involved in this. I came in to help you. And now I feel, you know, and really that doesn't do any good. That's not any conflict resolution that's going to end in a pleasant way in that moment. But if I separate myself, I can start to investigate and have some curiosity. What is going on here? He's scared. He's concerned. He's worried. He's anxious. There's a lot of things happening inside of him. And sometimes, yes, I feel as both in my household and in the workplace, I can become an emotional punching bag. And no, it's not a position that I necessarily want to have, but I realized that sometimes emotions just come out and I just happen to be the one to catch it. As a parent, I think most of us can, you can all relate to that, especially when they're very little and they're still learning to what emotions they're having and how to regulate and everything. It's an ongoing experimentation. But if I separate if we separate ourselves and recognize that someone else's choices, even if it's just their words, it's not even an action, is it's not threatening our identity of who we are. Who we are is instilled in us and it's solid. And if we give them grace and give ourselves grace and recognize that they're not, they're not attacking me or this isn't demeaning me, this isn't reflecting poorly upon me. Yes, my kid might be having a hot fit in the middle of Target right now, but you know what? That doesn't make me bad. This is just a part of the process. I just need to stay calm and firm in who I am and then effectively respond. It's 100% challenging. I say it like it's so easy, but like I'm saying, I need to hear this just as much as anybody else because it's an ongoing part of something I need to practice. We all need to practice, but it is challenging. And that's the other part of responsible independence is that Sometimes being independent simply is just that. You take responsibility for your actions, for your choices. And also, even though you might want to have someone, a partner by your side at all times to go with you and ride like the wind and just do all these things, you might just have to do it on your own. What I mean in a very shallow and tangible way is if you want to start going to the gym, but you don't have a gym partner or maybe they're sick, you still got to go. I mean, because if you don't and you just sit on the couch and say, well, I was going to go, but then my partner got sick and blah, blah, blah. Well, really, you're just you're trying to defend your own honor that you're a very consistent gym goer. But because of your partner, you're no longer are. And that's not the truth. I mean, you could still go. You don't need to defend yourself. If that's something you want to do, then just do it. 
And the same thing for if you want to go back to school or you want to learn a new craft or you want to take a new class. Um, you want to go on a vacation, but none of your friends can go with you because the timing is just not right. You might have to plan that on your own and just do it. Again, I know these are shallow in a parenting sense. There's so many ways that these could be, you know, taken, especially, um, in this voluntold lifestyle, I have to take independence as far as being both roles of mom and dad. I am Mr. Mom. That's what I call myself. And I have to stay strong in who I am, my identity. When my husband's away, I have to take all of that responsibility and deal with it effectively and keep myself emotionally regulated and know that whatever's happening is separate from me. What they're doing is not a direct reflection upon my parenting skills or values that I'm teaching. And you guys, that's such a challenge because some days you just want to get caught up and think, oh, I can't do this. I, I must be doing something wrong. But it's just everyone has different paths. And that's what I have learned is that we are all growing. We are ever evolving and changing and growing. And everybody's path has a different shape and size and length. And we are all going down it at a different pace. And when these conflicts arise, because you know that they will, remember, someone else's choices do not define you nor threaten your identity. You are who you are. No one can take that away from you. You're not a bad parent or a spouse or employee or friend. You are you and you are growing. So give yourself some grace and, you know, give a little grace to everyone around you too, because we all need it. You guys are amazing and I love you all. So go out and show how amazing you are. Hey friends, thanks for listening. I love connecting with you guys on social media. You can find me at Instagram and Facebook at carice.nolani. That's C-A-R-E-S-S-E dot N-O-E-L-A-N-I. Please share it with your friends and loved ones. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button. And if you can, rate and review because that helps build accessibility for the podcast. Until next time, guys. Let's rock this voluntold life.